mean, you, you met Mr. Zig Parker, our producer. This is how we're kind of having to do podcasts and have been since April, um, mostly over Zoom. And I'm having to ask everyone at the start of the, the podcast, what was your 2020 going to look like before this all happened? Um, I don't know. Like, just more work. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to, to think about what 2020 was going to look like when it's changed so much you know i don't focus on dwelling on what things should have been you know what i mean like that's never been a oh my year was meant to be like this and now i can't you know what i mean like that's not really my that's not really my flex so like you know it changed we had to adjust and so you know you move on and you adjust um you know i take so much of the year or you know my work as it comes so like you know obviously we had plans for shows and festivals and and all that yada 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 but you know as soon as all this COVID stuff happened i just switched gears and was like okay how do we get this done in um in this you know kind of framework um yeah so like you know it's hard to say what 2020 was going to look like when I'm focusing on what it does look like. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, we, we spoke about the Tim mentioned collab before. How quickly did that come together? Again, considering that was out the first week of April. Two weeks. Right. Like we had like me and trials had the, the bulk of the song done. Um, we got Tim's stuff together really quickly over a weekend. Like he's a really prolific talented individual man so it didn't take him long to get that together and then trials trials knocked it up we got it to um my um an engineer in that i used from la and he had his studio and mixed it come back you know print send it out yeah did um did the the EP obviously always was been out for a week now. Were there mm. plans to release an album pre-COVID or had you always had your mind set on getting an EP out at some point this year? Yeah, no, I was like, we were working towards an EP. Like we finished it just as all the lockdown things were happening. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, House Fire was a different song before that. And then we took it off the EP because it didn't really fit because, you know, we wanted to switch it up and make it this thing. Um, well, the thing that it became, right? So, yeah, the EP was done um, because, like, you know, as it is, it's like, you know, we were working on it for, like, 18 months or something like that, mm. a year, um, to like, to, to really, you know, the crux of the work to get it out. And, um, yeah, it was done. So, you know, we're going to put it out. Obviously, like, I wasn't about to wait and see what happens with, you know, I just didn't want to be dictated to by a pandemic mm. in how I release and when I release. And I just figured, you know, we'll, we'll work that. We'll work that out as we go. Mm. A lot of the people I've been speaking to have kind of been saying, like, it can go either way. They were either, they had no intention to make any music this year. Um, and now COVID has forced them to do that. Or COVID has actually been a blessing in disguise in the sense that they were wanting to write or record or release something this year. And that fast tracks that because what else do you fucking do when you're in your house? Well, that's it. Like I'm an all or nothing kind of individual, man. So, you know, it was either 
really get in touch with my PlayStation or um, get back to work. You know what I mean? And like I opted just to work. Yeah. I opted to work as always. Um, you know, that's where I'm happiest. So until the PlayStation five comes out in a couple of months and then we're all PlayStation five drops and then it's over for everybody. Yeah, it's a mess. How, tell me yeah. about your PlayStation time because yeah, I've been, I've been binging on my PlayStation right now and it's sports season. Like Madden's yeah. coming out, FIFA's coming out. I think NBA's I know, out right? today. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony, the new Tony Hawk's out today as well. Oh, for real? That's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. Big time. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I haven't plugged my PlayStation in this year. Oh, shit. Why? Because I've just been working. I haven't had an opportunity, man. Yeah. Like, right. I, the last game I played was Red Dead. And um, I haven't played a game since. It's a good way to go it's, out. <laughs> I know. Red Dead was sick, right? Yeah. But like I've, I've got Last of Us sitting, Last of Us 2 sitting there in the plastic. I haven't played that yet. It's one of my, the first one was one of my favorite games, mm-hmm. um, hands down. And um, obviously I've got, you know, 2K, uh, the NBA joint downloaded, ready to play. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's all these things like, I just haven't had the opportunity. I've been doing too much, which is like a blessing. But like you know, I guess it's a it's a good um, it's a good indication of, of what's happening in, in my world. Like the fact that I haven't even had the opportunity to plug my PlayStation in. Mm. It's um you know maybe I'll buy a new TV and you know, kind of like just you know, just treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> so who decided to get the dog then? What was that all about? If you're busy. Dogs need love, especially puppies, man. Well, that's the, that's the other thing, man. Like, I got a, I got a puppy. I picked it up. Like, my mom, my mom had all these accidental puppies, right? Mm. And so I, I took one, the best one, and um, yeah, she's she's super dope, Camilla. Um, and like again, it's another reason I haven't plugged in my PlayStation yet because yeah. I got to walk my dog, man. <laughs> If so I got an hour, I've got to walk my puppy. How do you feel now that the EP's out? Are you giving yourself any time to, to chill out a little bit? Or working are you going straight into new stuff? Yeah, working on the next one. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to do another EP just because I've got the music there to finish and yeah. do. Um, and then me and Trials will probably go back to work on another record. Um, I'm just back in the studio, you know, doing TV stuff as well. And like ride rooms and hanging out and you know at the at the pub every Monday at the Lord Gladstone, you know. It's all on Facebook. Trivia. You're like a trivia king now, aren't you? Oh, it's insane. I don't know if I'm good or everyone else sucks. <laughs> what <laughs> do you do first? Right, two hundred bucks. I'll probably spend that. You know what I mean? <laughs> at the pub anyway. Mm. Benny at the pub. You owe me big time. Plugging this. This is like a this is a thousand dollar promo you got right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would they be up for doing sponsorships? Ah, uh, bro. We'll see. Like, I can't <laughs> even get an idiot out of him. <laughs> um, talking about this, this new stuff you're working on, is there anything you can talk about at length or is it very just in the initial stages of writing, recording? Um, it's just the same team, really. Me, Trials, and JT. Just working on more tunes. Um, like, I set out to make an album but you know i just thought it would be you know a, 
I'm a bit more impatient and I'm just like wanted to put out an EP and then I was like, let's do another one mm. get that together, drop that. You know what I mean? Like there's a few guests um, that I'll, this one is more guest focus. So like, I just want to collab with more people and work with more people just cause they can carry the load. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the collaborations work like this? Like having just to jump on zoom and, and throw yeah. what you've got. Well, like yeah. we've done, we work like this anyway forever. Cause like at the point, like I was in Melbourne, trials was in Adelaide, JT was in Newcastle. Mm. So like we we're working via satellite anyway. Right. So this is nothing new to us, how we work. Like this is preferable for us, you know, um, we only get into the same room when we really have to start something and then finish something, right. all that stuff in the middle or the, you know, building, creating, trying things, you know, we do that on our own. Right. Did you have any intention of, of heading to the States before this all kicked off as far as your, your writing going with the TV shows and the groaning team? Yeah, I go to the States every like, um, you know, like I was out there like every, every quarter, you know what I mean? I'd go yeah. four times a year. Mm. Um, you know, obviously that's off the cards. Uh, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm just in contact with everybody via email and, and um, via uh, text and stuff for my friends from the disenchantment team. Hello, if you listen to this at any point. Um, yeah, I miss going out there and, and hanging out with my friends and eating tacos every day. But, um, you know, I just try not to focus on what I can't do. I focus on what I can do. Mm. That's always been my thing, you know? With what's going on over there, as far as your writing, are you still working with the team remotely now? Yeah. Um, like, you know, we're just back and forth. Like, th there's a new season coming, obviously. And, um, you know, I just can't wait for everybody to see that story unravel. You know what I mean? It's going to be sick. Do we have a release date yet? Um, no, not yet, but it's coming. It's on its way. Cause I made it. <laughs> yeah. Should we had, um, I had Harry Shearer on the podcast earlier this year. Like he was here right before lockdown happened and like being in the same room as that guy is just, it's fucked. It's Harry Shearer. Do you, yeah, are you, are you completely past that point now when you catch up with a guy like Matt? Yeah. It's like, you have to be man. Like you got to focus on the work, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, you can't, you can't be sitting around in, in awe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, you, you gotta be, you gotta be past it a little bit, you know? Um, but you, like, it's always a, like you, you always have to be uh, ready to learn. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you always have to be um, on, on your toes and ready to take something in around these days. They're very quick. What have you learned from those guys? I mean, coming from season one and now again, season two is coming out very soon. What have you learned when you're working with like, without going to over the top about it, like they're icons of that industry. Yeah. Well, it's like the NBA of comedy, right? Yeah. So, you know, these dudes created a whole, a whole universe in which my comedy exists. Um, what you learn, it's, it's, it's more about story and stuff like that. Like there's a few tricks and um, there's a few tips and tricks and stuff that I learned that I just want to share. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> I'll still. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like all, all you, all you dirty scumbags out there will take them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it's like, 
there's nothing like there's no there's nothing that you learn that's like aha there it is there's the secret weapon it's just a work ethic man it's just a work ethic it's like showing up and and um taking in and listening at the right times and speaking when you're supposed to and it's just working you know what i mean dude it's just like that's all it is really um you don't learn uh you know formulas or anything like that that sets anybody else apart from anyone else except for the work ethic and and concentrating on stories Mm. can you map out any sort of timeline of what you can or can't do or is it really just a matter of we just have to see this out in what part as far as potentially getting back to the states maybe working on a particular thing with a particular show oh bro just gotta wait and see man like you do everything you can, um, you know, uh, via satellite, obviously, via email and Zoom and whatever else. Because um, like you can't bank on anything. Mm. Like I, I thought I was going to visit my family in um, in Victoria, but like you know, I'm not going to be doing that for until Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and like, you know, Qantas had just said that the earliest they're going to be doing flights is internationally is like July next year or something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous mid next year, you know, early next year, yeah. Which is, like, which is like at the earliest. So, you know, that's not what it is, right? Yeah. Um, everything's going to switch and change. Like how many flights there will be versus how many, um, you know, how much it's going to cost how many dollar redos it's going to drain out of your bank account to get on a flight is going to be a whole nother thing mm. because everything shifted. And like, I don't know what that's going to look like. So I just wait for that when it, um, when it arrives. And um, until then I just do what I can here at home. You know, what's grown a lot and you could, you should do workshops on this is dealing with trolls online. I feel like they've tripled since this lockdown happened. People are yeah, angry they- and struggling right now. And then there's, and then there's trolls. Because sad people are getting sadder. Mm. Like, you know, like if, if you're an internet troll, right? Like, like, bro, like, you know, this time is like is time for you to grow. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like, if you know, internet trolls are, have have been and always, you know, are gonna be around. Like, that's mm. cool. Whatever, man. Like, it's like you know my legacy is different from yours. You know what I mean? Like my legacy is full of accolades and awards. Your legacy, you know, you can tell your kids, you talk shit on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. And your profile picture is a fucking pig. Yeah. Or your profile picture is some kind of four wheel drive. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or or, or some kind of sick trailer you got. (laughs) I said like, like, when when you do like those little fish reel tweets, and then you just look at the reply. Do you look at them or do you just like completely shut that down? Because fuck, once you engage with one, it's off. No, like, well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't engage with them because like, I'm disgustingly self-assured and like, you don't get to talk to me. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's certain people you have to go through to be able to have, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> but like there's certain, you know, you don't just get to talk to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what? Like that's that's the difference in in the uh, in the shift in what um in um 
in the expectation of people and, and the audience and fans. It's like when I was a kid growing up, if I wanted to talk to Snoop Dogg, I had to write a letter to the death row, you know, fan center in Los Angeles and hopefully, you know, some intern sent back a, a <laughs> fake signed picture of Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know, there wasn't this instant gratification that people yeah. could get any longer. So everybody feels like they're entitled to a response from somebody yeah. because they replied to a tweet. And I see them get very upset that, you know, that people don't respond. And it's like, bro, you know, get a hobby. Anything. Get off fucking Twitter. Anything. And like, Trolls are the same, man. It's like, bro, you just don't interact. It's like, why would I take criticism from some Kawasaki that I wouldn't take advice from? Why are they always bikes or cars? I don't know. Or some <laughs> dude holding a fish. <laughs> what, what do you make of, of what's going on right now? As far as what we've seen in Australia the last couple of, of months and now especially what's going on in America, um, the NBA has kind of just gone on what do you call it postponement yeah, yeah. that's very powerful like i'm sad cuz the nba's you know not on and i want to watch that mm. <laughs> but, playoffs you know, it's, it's tricky yeah <laughs> but like what a moment you know what i mean for for these guys to to stand up and say like you know enough's enough mm. um and i think that's pretty powerful you know i think that's what's going to separate um you know, LeBron and all these guys from the champions of the yesteryear, you know what I mean? The Michael Jordans and whatnot. Not to say that they're not great, you know, no one can argue that, but I reckon LeBron, when we all look back on his career and what he stands for and what he does at the same time, I think we're all going to understand that he's the best ever. Mm. For real. There's a, Zig and I were talking about this morning, the guy on Sports Center, Kevin Someone. And I think they yeah. were just in the middle of just, they were doing a panel. And yeah. he just said, look, man, the players are on strike right now. I don't think I can be here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And he just like took his mic off and he bounced. No doubt. Live in the middle of the show. And like that, like you just said, that's so powerful. And that, I don't, I've never seen that before in, on that platform. No, I I think that's, you know, that's testament to people's frustrations, man, and, like, not being heard, you know? And, like, I guess, you know, well, not I guess, like, you know, he felt a certain way about, you know, aligning himself with the players and saying, like, you know, we need better, you know? It's not good enough. And so, you know, he took a stance. People are taking stances, and it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more heightened now because of the situation we're all in. And, you know, you got an election, you know, looming. Um, obviously, like, all the craziness going on in the street. And, um, yeah, it's like, you know, I, th I think it is, it's, it's a very poignant moment, you know, for a lot of people. It makes you wonder as well, like, you've seen The Last Dance, right? Yeah. The, the, and obviously, Michael Jordan oversaw that whole production in that particular scene where they talk about... Um, the Republicans and the Democrats wanting his support. And he said, Republicans buy shoes as well. It's like yeah. at the time it's, I mean, again, I would have been fucking four when that happened, but it's yeah. like the argument could Michael have done more. It's obviously yes, 
but there's always that argument people have between sports and athletes and politics. Stay yeah. in your lane. Yeah, I think like, you know, I don't, I don't know what 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 Michael Jordan did, you know, in his private life as well. So I'm I'm not going to assume anything, but like everybody always says, you know, someone could do more or should do more, and you know, it's like everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know that's a person as well, and you know they're going to be able to be comfortable in that arena as well. So it's like you can't put expectations on on people you know, to be everything that you want them to be, you know, it's like, yeah, you wished Michael Jordan did X, Y, Z and wished he did this, that, and the third, but like at the end of the day, he was a basketball player. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he didn't sign up to be the, the Muhammad Ali, mm. you know what I mean? So it's like, there's other people to look to and to, um, and to, you know, amplify their platforms. And, like, could he have done more? I don't know. Maybe. I think we could always – everyone could do a little bit more at some point. Um, but, you know, I'm just not about to um, point fingers at people and say, you should have done more and you should have done this, when I think everyone could take a moment and point the finger around at themselves and ask what their relationship is to this situation and what, what more they could do as well. Yeah. Do you think people who have that platform, say if you're a, you know, an actor with 30 million followers on Instagram, do you think if you have a platform, you need to say something if about a global issue, say the BLM movement? If, if you have that platform and you're saying nothing, are you, you know, are you doing nothing about this? Yeah, I've, you know, I, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a, a lot of, um, a lot of platforms being shared. Like I seen like Selena Gomez, I think she shared her platform with Killer Mike or something like that. You know, there was a, there were a lot of shared Instagram accounts, which was I thought was a dope idea. Mm. And um, yeah, but like, you know, I feel like someone has to be comfortable in their position to be able to speak about it. You know what I mean? And not everyone's going to have the same opinions or the same lived experience. So, you know, you can't expect everyone to meet you at your level at, you know, all the time. It's like sometimes you have to give them a little bit of leeway, a little bit of room to grow and understand it before they fly. Because what's worse is when someone who wants to be an ally who's not, in tune flies off and is doing extra and more and making things, you know, worse for themselves and everybody around them by not being in tune with what they're about and, you know, what they're trying to say. So it's like, you know, there's, there's two, you know, it's a, there's two sides to that story. So it's like someone can always do more for sure, but it's like, how much it's like you only, but like one thing I do say is you only ever have to give a little bit, you know what I mean? To make a lot of difference. Mm. So, you know, a Selena Gomez or Taylor Swift lending their platform to a black, you know, performer or, or, you know, activist or whatever Mm. is a lot because you get to educate a lot of people. 
And there's, you know, there's things like that. It's like, it, it's a really complicated and sophisticated kind of conversation. And I, I just don't like to get into those conversations of like what other people should do. You know what mm. I mean? Like you should do this or you should do that. It's like, no, we have to, like, what could you do? What can you do? Yeah. What's, it, what's in your wheelhouse? You know what I mean? Like where, where can you start? Because they have to make these changes within themselves. A lot of these people as well. So you know, there's, it, it takes time. It's a process. Yeah. Well, I think you said it before as well, like sometimes not knowing what to do, but you want to be an ally. I think it's a matter of listening and learning. And yeah. I don't want to make this a pile on podcast now, but a, a guy like Chris Lilly, for example, with what happened with those last batch of shows got taken off Netflix. He says nothing. He does nothing. In fact, I think he uploaded another fucking Jonah clip to YouTube. And it's like, you're actively not listening. No, he doesn't care. Like he's, he doesn't care. He's all about himself, mm. you know, and like, and like, so be it. Like, sure. But like, let's just remember that that's what he's about. Mm. You know what I mean? He's not someone to look to. I think he sucks. And, um, you know, like that's what his characters are about. And that's what, what he's about. He's about himself. Mm. You know? So like, it's, um, you know, it just, all that stuff comes out in the wash anyway, man. You know what I mean? Like, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about it earlier, the, the new music you're working on. Is it politically charged? Is it more of what you did with Minchin? Is it all about Camella? What can we expect? Yeah. <laughs> Whole Camella record. No, it's, it's like, it's everything, man. It's a bit of everything. Like, you know, it's hard not to be a little bit politically charged when, I am who I am and whatever, whatever. There's always a, there's always like a foot in politics. Um, but yeah, I, I'd have to like, you know, it's a, it's a lot more fun as well as, as the joints always are. Um, it, it's just going to be like part two of this, you know what I mean? More, more of always was, you know, and um, you know, when it's done, you know, we'll drop it again and we'll do another lap and, you know, figure out how to how to engage with the fans once more and go to work. Is it another EP or is it you're working now towards an album? Uh, it, it it looks like an EP. It might turn into an album. I'm feeling like I'm feeling good in the studio. I'm I'm working quick, so it could turn into an album. I'm not totally sure. I'm just want to put all these songs together and then pick the best ones and then give them to everybody <laughs> how are you how are you finding the live stream gigs is it weird or is it nothing i did one i did one it's like making tv doing a live stream gig sure you know what i mean it's like so it's like it's a lot more work it's um you got to try and give you know 500 percent every song and try to make this interesting you know what i mean because like the last thing you want to do is a bad show mm. the last thing you want to do is a show that sucks uh, I did the inside sets and it was a great production and a really cool team to work with. And I felt like that they had the best situation going on for delivering um, a live performance uh, to try and translate that energy from a live show to all my fans at home. You know what I mean? Mm. I've actually had a different so, answer to this a couple of times from, from many people that think, do you think live stream gigs would still be relevant and doable in a post COVID world? 
Yes and no. Yes and no. Like, I think if you did like Snoop Dogg and DMX doing verses, <laughs> yeah, like that would work any day of the, like any time of the year. Those two on Instagram live doing that or on whatever platform, YouTube or whatever, that would work any time. Yeah. I reckon that would work live too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think like technology doesn't go backwards. Um, technology always goes forward. Um, and like once we figure out all the kinks and how to make it the best experience possible for our fans, then of course our fans are going to, you know, cause I'm a fan too. I want to see my favorite rappers perform, you know, like if Pusha T was doing one and it cost me 10 bucks to watch it, <laughs> I'm paying 10 bucks. Yeah. I would have paid 10 bucks to watch um, Snoop and DMX sit in the studio and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's, there's like for fans, I feel like, but like maybe I'm from a different era that's used to paying for stuff yeah. or at least stealing it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I feel like there is definitely going to be a, um, a lane for, um, you know, uh, online live um, concerts for sure, but like maybe they're not um, um, solely live streamed. Maybe it's like it's a live stream because like everyone tunes into Coachella to watch that on YouTube when they can't go. Sure, you feel me? So yeah. there's like there's there's definite areas there where it's gonna work for sure. Yeah. All right, man. We'll have to wrap it up now, but. Thank you so much for coming on. That's all right, man. Thank you for having me. EP is called Always Was. It's out right now. Check it out. Um, we hope to, to hear the new stuff very soon, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and hopefully we see each other not on Zoom next time. And you're in the... Oh, I mean, for people who are listening to this on like Spotify, he's, he's got a power plant in the background. It's pretty great. Sector 7G. <laughs> Thanks, Breeze. I'll talk soon, man. Easy, buddy. Thank you very much, man.